All right. So uh, quickly to follow up on these uh, these recent instances of police misconduct uh-huh. that we've been uh-huh. covering, I want to talk about something that happened in Denver last Denver. Sunday, July 17th. So as the cop said in the press release, right, shout out to John G for sending us the story on Patreon. Okay. The cops said they were uh, walking around this like crowded Denver street in like a bar area where they witnessed an altercation between two people. Okay. And in that altercation, they said one man pulled up a hoodie as if he was going to reach for a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. So that gave them probable cause to go investigate. And as they were like moving towards, this is like three cops were on the scene, right? They're like going towards him. They said- you mean- Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. Three real, true American patriots. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about here. You keep that in mind yeah, as yeah, we yeah. talk about the crucial context okay. to frame these events, right? These these heroes approach this dangerous man, right? Yeah. And they say that he went to pull out a gun and sort of aim it at them. And so as soon as that happened, they all just opened fire on him <laughs> and shot five people in the background. Oh, five people in the background? Yeah. holy shit they got him they dropped him but they they also hit five people in the background god that's a necessary sacrifice brother for for these (laughs) sometimes to take down one dangerous criminal (laughs) you have to hit five innocent bystanders oh my god that's crazy Dog. you're never you are never <laughs> supposed to just open fire in a crowded street like that hey bro we love pal- policies that allow just complete mag dumping right and just missing like, all of your like, shots tell me that's not crazy tell no, me yeah, that's, that's not insane. crazy just instantly just start blasting yeah w- wow that wow. is cra- who are you protecting facts facts <laughs> you know, in like, all, in all the protecting? articles i was reading they, they make sure to make it clear that we're not sure if the bystanders who were hit were hit um like directly or indirectly yeah, through okay. ricochets. Okay. You know what I mean? But still. No, it's your fault. You unloaded still, the gun, my guy. You unloaded in a crowded street. Yeah. What, the, uh, Why is it that like cops get to avoid all responsibility when their actions, you know, cause physical harm to people? Yeah. But when they do something good, it's like, oh, cops are heroes. No. I love like, it. These cops could have like, I don't, did any of the people die that got shot? No, they're not all non-life-threatening injuries. So okay. they're okay, but they well, got that's shot. That's good. That's good. <laughs> like, but it's like, yeah, if you're just a, an average person, I feel like you're not committing a crime. You're not doing anything wrong. You should not have your life threatened by nah. a police officer that may have, you know, accidentally shot at you. Nah, I just think it's crazy because, like, uh, obviously, uh, the dude did have a gun on him. Right? Yeah, he did have a gun. Yeah. He was pulling out a gun and, like, pointing it around and everything. He was end- he ended up being arrested for um, possession of a firearm when you have a previous offense and felony menacing, which I think sounds kind of hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cool. like if I had to go for anything, it'd be for felony menacing. That, that's oh, hard. Menace. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Any, yeah. But that's a side point. But still, I like how the cops can just do the thing that they think that the criminal is going to do. Because that's the fear when someone right. has a firearm in public is that they're just going to start blasting. Right. But if three cops start blasting instead to stop him. That's completely that's completely okay and justified. <laughs> yeah, dog. He could have shot that that dude with the gun could have shot innocent bystanders. You know? <laughs> what if what if that guy would have shot five innocent bystanders? <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Head in the Office. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm I don't speechless. know how to follow that. I don't I'm know how left to follow speechless. That. Uh, anyways, welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got a loaded 
completely loaded agenda Absolutely for you today. Loaded. We're going to start off with some discussion about the January 6th committee and oh, their yeah. recent findings. Uh, we got some legislation to talk about, some more out-of-pocket voting from the Republican Party. Incredibly out-of-pocket. Um, and I got a little story on uh, a new Democratic messaging strategy that I think is notable that we should talk about. Incredibly. But before we get into it, I'm going to remind you all, right now. Right now. You could go to headintheoffice.com. Wow, a our URL. own domain, our URL, we own it, and you could buy Head in the Office merch. A lot of you have. Insane. We love you for it. We, we appreciate we you do. for it. Uh, for those of you that haven't, it's still in there. You can still get in there. You can still buy a hoodie. You can buy a T-shirt. You're so inclined. Wh- whatever you like, You're you can so take inclined. a look, see what, find whatever you like. You can find whatever you like. You could also check out the Patreon, the YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, Hitto Extras. You know, our cold open today came from someone on the Patreon. It did. Um, so if you want to contribute to the show like that in that capacity. It's a lot easier for us to see things that you want to send when it's on Patreon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all, all so I'm say, just, just something to say. think about. You want some direct? You want you want direct input into the show? Check out the Patreon. Wow! Shout out John G. Uh, and again, as we have been doing for the past few weeks, we'll have a list of abortion resources in the description gotcha. uh, of our YouTube video or of the uh, the show, uh, depending on what app you're listening to. Uh, wherever you're listening, yes. it'll be in the description yes. in the show notes. You can check it out. Uh, and get those resources if you need them, because you know we're, we're heroes of democracy over here. We are just like Defenders those, just like rights. those three Denver police officers. That's right, absolute That's right. heroes. Their pronouns: conservative patriot. That's right, baby. <laughs> <I saw> that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Who said that? It's an ad for Michigan governor. I was thinking about yeah, making okay. a TikTok for it. It's some Republican running for governor. He he opened. I have. I took a video of it. If That's we want to awesome. insert the audio right here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm Garrett Soldano, and I don't co-parent with the government. My pronouns, conservative, patriot. The woke groomer mafia wants to indoctrinate and subjugate our kids to their warped fantasies. It's time to fight back. As governor, I'll turn Michigan into the parents' rights capital of America and transition Walt Whitmer out of office. Garrett Soldano for governor. That's incredible. It's incredible. That is incredible. Isn't it so good? Transphobia sometimes is so, so just creative. He just opens it up with like, oh, today in gym class, we're going to be talking about radical gender ideology. And then <laughs> and then comes through, what's up? My pronouns, conservative patriot. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Anyways, anyways, if you want to support the show, uh, besides checking out the Patreon and all the stuff I yeah. listed before, you could leave a five-star review. Oh, and we got some today. We do. We got some we today. We do. Uh, so if you leave a five star review on Apple, we'll read it on the show. Uh, it really helps us out. Help like, help us get into those those categories we want to exactly. get into on help Apple. Us new and noteworthy. Boost our exposure. Spread exactly. the message. Exactly. Uh, praxis, if you will. You want so, me to take the first one? You got the first one. Go I'll for take it. The Go first for it. One. We got subject line: "Great Guys" by Peyton L. Wallace. My brothers in Christ. These are very funny. These guys are very funny and entertaining. Definitely the. Number one political podcast 2022. If you enjoy these guys, don't forget to follow them on social media. That's what I say every week. (laughs) Me and my fiance listen every Wednesday. That's a twofer. That's a twofer. That's a twofer right there. That's a twofer. We appreciate it. You know, YouTube uh, in the other the other apps that we use don't calculate our views. If uh, more than one person's listening on one exactly. device, so um, we probably got way more people listening. Facts. Instead of like a thousand, like eleven hundred people every week, it, I'd say it's like got to be three. A million, probably. I, <laughs> probably a smooth milli. 
All right, the next five-star review we got here is subject line Great Pod by VWPDX. They say, absolutely great to hear more sane views about politics. I'm an independent-leaning center-left, but this pod makes great points and never... And never puts political figures on pedestals. Cough, cough, MAGA bros. Cough, cough. Um, if you are listening to this pod, I would say you're probably not center left. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless your Overton window is much unless different than the one that exists in very America. Very open-minded. Um, continuing on here, though. No politician is perfect, and they work for us. We should be critical of everything they do and say, no matter what party they're in. Facts. Great to hear your views. Women's health care is nobody's business but theirs. And it helps that you are both total eye candy. I'm Keep blushing. up the great work. I'm blushing. Best pot around by dudes, but y'all should hit up the uh, Politics Girls for a collab. I guess that's another podcast. That would be fire. Oh, well, we'll do collabs. If we could get a collab with pretty much anybody, yeah. we'd accept. You know, in the past, um, if, you, if you're if you a longtime listener, you'll probably <laughs> notice that we haven't done any collabs. We haven't had any features on the show yet. Exactly. Um, but that's because we haven't had the capacity to do it. But for the last couple months, we have. <laughs> we, we, for the last couple months, we have. And we're we about got this to, new mixer. We're about to be fully ready to to maybe start having guests on. So if that's Thanks. something you're interested in, we got some, let we us got know. some headphones coming yeah. in this week. Yeah. yeah. So we've, now we can actually use the soundboard. Exactly. We've had people uh, reach out to us in the past about us coming on their shows and them coming on our show. Thanks. So uh, we could figure that out. Maybe we'll have some features. Maybe oh, we'll be the feature for some people. True, true, true. Uh, last review here, though. Straight to the point. I appreciate this yeah, one. Subject it. lines, great show by Soto Bro. They say Ooh. five stars, no notes. Respect. Incredible review. Respect. We need just like, like a lot of, uh, some of you may be put off, you know, by the, the exactly. long reviews that we get. You may think that your review could never live up to the good ones that we've read. Some of you um, may think you have to top V-Dub PDX. Right. In, with your review. And you know, you may not be able to, and that's you okay. You may not be able uh, to. But you can just leave a five-star review and just say something like, uh, these dudes are really cute. You know, that that's would make fine. me feel good. I'd like, I'd be blessing in the exactly. studio. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, getting on to the news coverage here, though. First thing we got to talk about is the January 6th committee hearings, because last week was yeah. the last hearing we'll have for, I think, a couple of months. Okay. Last one for the summer, because um, Congress goes out of session in August. So they'll oh, be I away. love it when they just don't work. Um, yeah. I, I love how they get a month vacation. <laughs> they get a month but, uh, vacation. But nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but some new information was revealed on top of, you know, previously we've talked about this before, on top of, you know, Trump stealing millions of dollars from his supporters, mm-hmm. on top of Trump trying to choke out one of his employees in the Secret hey, Service. Uh, the committee's done some more work. God's work, if God's you will. work. Um, gotta love Adam Kissinger, you know? Adam Kissinger and Liz Cheney <laughs> just popping off. Um, the first thing we want to talk about here is there was a montage, a little outtakes reel mm-hmm. of Trump giving a speech after January 6th. I believe it was the speech he gave on January 7th, yeah. um, where he talked about how, you know, people need to stand down, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the January 6th committee got footage of Trump and his outtakes and revealed some pretty interesting information. So go ahead and take a listen. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday and to those who broke the law you will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law, you can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm gonna do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? But Congress is certified. Now Congress is Yeah, right. Now Congress is I didn't say over, so let, let me see. Go, go to the paragraph before. 
Okay? I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Ah, good. Take the word yesterday, because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say, on our country. Want to say that? No, no, no. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. Now, for those not listening, or for those that were not watching, and they're just (laughs) listening to the audio... Um, Trump repeatedly kept getting frustrated. Yeah. Oh, visibly he, frustrated. Because he didn't want to say that the election was over. <laughs> and he struggled with words like yesterday. You know, those nine-letter words. He said yesterday is a hard word for me. He did say that. He did say that. Uh, they also showed how Trump basically intentionally ignored pleads from his uh, his supporters yeah. uh, and the people that he had in his office, his political aides, uh, when they were asking him to... Basically, just tweet and tell the riders to chill out Thanks. because we know that he refused to do Which that as well. Which is simple because wasn't he? Didn't he just lie about not knowing it was going on? Yeah, like wasn't that the big thing for like a while? As he said, I didn't know. Yeah, and I mean, like um, previously, the committee had revealed that he was with Secret Service when he was uh, when January sixth was about to start happening. You know, mm-hmm. he gave that speech, uh, and then he said, I'll, "I'll march with you to the Capitol." Yeah, and then he didn't do it obviously because they said Service, no. Yeah, Secret Service obviously let him, uh, because it was an angry mob, and he's the president <laughs> of the United States. Uh, but apparently, he was back in the White House, basically moping and refused to have any pictures taken of him. Because isn't that when he threw his chicken nuggies? He, he threw his chicken nuggies. <laughs> he got ketchup on the wall. No, um, not and, these sacred walls. And he was just kind of watching the TV uh, angrily. Happy ah. that people were fighting for him, but angrily because, you know, he lost the election. Exactly. Yeah. And his chicken nuggies were um, all over the place. Yeah, he lost his chicken nuggies. That's a I'd national tragedy. Too. Also, there was an anonymous voice message that was revealed that was sent in from a Vice President Pence aide. Oh, where they were saying that they were um, people in Pence's office were calling home to their families because they were afraid for their lives. That's crazy. because Trump was actively making calls for you know Vice and President they were Pence to die, chanting "Hang Mike killed. Pence." Yeah, exactly. That's wild. Side note: being a Mike Pence aide, that's the short end of the stick. Crazy. Right there. That's crazy. Like you want that job? <laughs> like okay, if you are if you're an aide for the vice president, that means that you could you probably have a, a good amount of choice for who you're going to work for. Yeah. You know, in in politics, like if you could get up there, you could be an aide for probably like almost any senator you right. wanted. Right. Any of them. Uh, Mike Pence, though. <laughs> that's a crazy choice. But yeah, apparently uh, Mike Pence's staff was afraid for their lives. So that's an interesting tidbit that <laughs> wow. was revealed. Um, almost equally as funny as my Vice President Mike Pence almost dying. Uh, the committee also released some footage of Josh Hawley. Did you see this? No, I didn't. So Senator Josh Hawley, he was uh, famous on January 6th for being the one in the photo with his hand raised to the crowd. Yeah. With the, in a fist, you know, supporting them. He was also one of the first senators to vote to overturn the election results. <laughs> But some footage came out that um, when the riot kicked off, he was just sprinting through the hallways trying to get away like a fucking coward (laughs) running away from the people that were breaking into the Capitol. You may say, say, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, it's rioters. He was afraid. But at the same time, he actively encouraged the riot to happen. Um, So it's kind of like you made your bed laying it kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Set the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And for as much as this dude... Uh, talks about like America losing its masculinity. Americans uh-huh. need to be more masculine. That's some bitch shit. Oh yeah, you're no, a coward. There's so much stuff that comes out about him specifically. It's like you know that one picture of him in Whole Foods. Yeah, looking at the wines. I love wine. Yeah. I prefer wine. Uh-huh. I'm not shitting on wine. It's just funny to shit on him. Yeah. No, he's he's absolutely a terrible person. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know how he is still a senator. 
Uh, hopefully, no. vote this dude out. If you live in Minnesota, I think he's from Minnesota. If he's from, if, if you live in Minnesota and uh, he's your senator, rethink what's going on. That's tough. Minnesota. You need to make some decisions. Um, and some other news. Steve Bannon was convicted of uh, contempt of Congress that by was federal jury. Crazy to see. So, um, dude faces up to thirty days in jail. I think he'll get his sentence in October. So we don't know the punishment yet, but he has been convicted. Uh, so he'll be punished in some capacity. That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. That is I doubt wild. this will really mean anything politically for Absolutely Donald Trump. Because um, they can just play it off as like witch hunt political prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is crazy. That someone's oh, actually going to jail for Absolutely going to be called a political prisoner. Yeah. It's nice that he's going to jail probably. But like what happens after he gets out of jail? Will he just keep going back until he complies? Right. And, and like what happens to all of the people that like acted the exact same way Steve Bannon did? Yeah. In regards to January 6th. Everyone you know that I mean? did literally the same thing. Right. Or what, worse. What fact. about like all the sitting congressmen that actively tried to overturn democracy in the same capacity as Steve Bannon? Yeah. Like, are they going to be charged with anything? I know not all of them have necessarily been subpoenaed or had their documents subpoenaed by the January 6th committee, but they've committed the same acts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are they are they going to be punished in any way? Is the answer is probably no. Is be indicted by an actual jury? Yeah. Like. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, that concludes uh, eight hearings now. Which means the committee That's uh, crazy. Eight will probably pick it up in like September, November, October time, somewhere time in the fall. Wonderful. Um, as we have covered in the past, the committee has continuously showcased that Trump knowingly lied to his supporters. Uh, he has been told, he was told several times that what he was doing was mm-hmm. illegal. Uh, Trump knew the election was fair and proceeded with the lie anyways. More of what we already knew, but it's um, it's pretty clear and undeniable at this point. It is so damning. Yeah. It's so damning. It's crazy how, how thick the blanket is that's held over conservatives' eyes right now. Uh-huh. For them to all think that this is all just political. Like I mean, it's all yeah. political. He didn't. He he meant well. Yeah, I mean, it's still like seventy to eighty percent of Republicans when they're polled think that the election was stolen. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is millions of pe- that's people. Millions of voters. people running for seats of power yeah. reaffirm the lie that the election was stolen. Yeah, to get more power, just, like that's crazy. We just had a um a, a debate, a Michigan gubernatorial debate for the oh. GOP primary. Okay, at my at my university, Oakland University. Really? Yeah, it was on my campus. I think like last second it switched for Damn. some reason. Should have pulled up. Um, yeah. I should've we should have pulled, pulled up, up. <laughs> but it was they had it on my campus and they were basically all of them had said like yeah i think the election was stolen like i i believe in what trump had said god like damn. they are openly running while for an election while denying that the previous election was free and fair while denying that joe biden actually won the presidency in 2020 like how 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 can you have a free and fair democracy at that point you you can't how can you have, you trust have to in our believe political institutions? you have to believe in the institutions for them to function yeah and they're just undermining all of that for no reason mm-hmm. for no empirical reason just because they had a feeling you know what I mean for all the people to talk about facts <laughs> over feelings yeah. and I mean like I don't think I, I honestly don't think if you're running in a field of candidates that goes along with everything Trump says mm-hmm. if you're a Republican that you can win if you push back against Trump. Oh yeah, I mean that's like the Trump effect, right? I mean we'll get back to th- we'll get to that later. Okay, at the end of the pod yeah. though, you know. Um. Anyways, I guess the question is like, where does this land us now? Because we've been getting a lot of damning information, like yeah. you said. But in my opinion, the January sixth committee one hasn't done enough to paint the entire Republican Party as complicit. Yeah, and they haven't done enough to actually do something. About the Republican Party being complicit. They some of it isn't up, mean enough. Some of it isn't up to the January 6th committee. Some of it has to be pursued by Merrick Garland, Attorney General mm-hmm. of the United States. Um, but if nothing comes out of this and it's just sharing information, that's fine. But like 
are there no consequences for trying to overturn exactly. democracy? Like, what what bigger things does Merrick Garland have to do right now? Yeah, exactly. Like, other than worrying about certain abortion things. I was going <laughs> to say, they already said they don't really plan to do much about abortion. That's so. true. <laughs> like, what else do you have to do? And I know it's going to be seen as, like, you going after Republicans simply because you have an ideological difference. But these people, like, our political institutions can't survive. It's crazy. They can't survive. It's just, like, that just speaks to, like... They've lost the plot. Uh-huh. They have, Republicans have 100% lost the plot. There's mm-hmm. no reasoning with them. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And it's like even uh, like you may point to more moderate Republicans or even the ones that didn't vote to overturn the election uh, or people that pushed back against Trump uh, privately when they're having yeah. conversations with each other. People like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. Uh, both people, I think Kevin McCarthy voted to certify the election. But these are people that will still pander to Trump yeah. and will still join with Trump if, if it is politically profitable for them to do so. Yeah. And it will be. These oh, are still people, like These are people that we have we have evidence <laughs> That they pushed back against Trump in their private conversations. They told each other that mm-hmm. Trump needs to stop what he was doing. And then, like, two weeks later, they're back to kissing Trump's ass. Oh, absolutely. They're, ba- they're back to begging him for some political clout. It's the Mitch McConnell thing. Right. Didn't Mitch McConnell come out and say, hey, yo, maybe the election wasn't stolen? And then uh-huh. immediately started dick riding again? Uh-huh. God. Yeah, like, it's it's the entire it's the entire Republican Party that is complicit in what Donald Trump is doing. If you're still a Republican right now, or if, like, a politician still, is identify with the, still identifies with the Republican Party and claims to be against what they're doing, like, you can't stay in that party. People people vying for power in the conservative party have the, the most uh, egregious and outrageous case of DDEIC that I have ever seen. The dick eating is crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. The dick eating is crazy. <laughs> Anyway, that sums it up for our uh, our little coverage of the January 6th no, time for the, the meat of the episode. Time for the meat of the episode, which is our legislation news. We've had a lot of this recently. <laughs> Insanely. Um, you, oh, you wouldn't think. <laughs> we you have, wouldn't think. Uh, so, you know, last week we joked about some of these things being voted on and being voted against by the Republican Party. And wouldn't you know, somehow we predicted the future. Clairvoyance, baby. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> we, I have future sight. We just know what's going to happen, apparently. Uh, just like last week, we have a plethora, a plethora of legislation to talk about. The first one is the marriage equality bill, ah. uh, which is the one that probably garnered the most attention on social media. So it um, it's it's a it's a bill that's a little bit nuanced. Um, there's a little bit of there, there's a lot of criticism coming from the it, farther parts of the left. It to be doesn't honest. do like really what, what it you, really says right. it would do and what you would think it would do. Right. So um, this is HB 8408, which is also known as the Respect for Marriage Act. Yep. Um, it's an attempt to protect Obergefell and Loving before Doesn't the Supreme Court get for it. to respect marriage. But. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, there's a bit of nuance to this bill because it's basically the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So the bill does two things. Um, first, it revokes. Well, it, it does two things after it revokes this yeah. older act, which is the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act. And the Defense of Marriage Act it did two things. It defined marriage as a federal union between a man and a woman. Which basically locks same-sex couples out of federal benefits in mm-hmm. many contexts, which is uh, social security benefits being the largest one. Yeah, like if you bad, <laughs> like if you are, um, if you're, you know, a man and a woman married, and say like the man dies or something like that, and was collecting you social security collect. benefits, the woman would then get to collect yeah. them. But same-sex couples didn't work that way for no reason other Literally than literally no people. reason. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing that it did was interpreted the full faith and credit clause of the Constitution to not include same-sex marriage. <laughs> How? Meaning that other states don't have to respect same-sex. <laughs> marriages made in different states um and if you don't know the full faith and credit clause is a part of the constitution that says each state has to respect the laws of other states and the federal government can figure out how that respect actually plays out mm-hmm. 
Um, and the bill, DOMA, the previous bill, basically said that actually states don't have to respect their Actually, marriages. no. Fuck that. Now, uh, the first part of what I mentioned was struck down by the Supreme Court in 2013 in U.S. v. Windsor, which means that um, the federal union doesn't, or marriages do not only have to be defined as a union between a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, but with, you know, the Supreme Court going fucking nuts recently, <laughs> people were worried that Windsor would eventually be overturned and that rule would go back into place. Yes. Hence, um, the bill, uh, Respect for Marriage Act, going to rescind DOMA, which is basically all it does. Yeah. All the bill does is rescind a previous law that was discriminating against same-sex couples. The bill doesn't actually stop state governments from passing laws that prevent same-sex marriage. It only forces the federal government and also many states to recognize and respect existing same-sex marriages. That's all it does. Which is crazy to think that and still 147 Republicans 157 Don't erase those 10. <laughs> Republicans voted no. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the point I was about to get to is uh, the vote was 267 to 157 with all 157 being Republicans. <laughs> Vort- about 47 Republicans voted yes, and I think there was like seven that just didn't vote at all, what? which is crazy <laughs> that you could be undecided on this issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but this bill only really allows for federal recognition of same-sex marriages, and it prevents discrimination on a federal level, and the Republican Party still said that's too far. And I'm sure, like, they didn't say no because the bill, God you know, damn. wasn't inclusive enough. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, like, they're saying no exactly. because, because they hate gay people. Like, that's the only and reason. And it's just, it's just wild to me that they just didn't introduce a bill flat out that redefined marriage yeah. as between anybody who wants to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? What? What's the reasoning to not introduce that bill? There's no Because more harm. Republicans would vote against it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let me, let me be 100% clear. The Respect for Marriage Act does not stop state governments from making their own laws in regards to marriage. Yes. It doesn't prevent state governments from saying same-sex marriage is bad Mm -hmm. or same-sex marriage isn't allowed. All it says is that the federal government has to respect marriages of all kinds. Yeah. And you can't be locked out of your federal benefits for being in a same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, etc. Yeah. This bill didn't actually stop state governments from doing what they want. Republicans still thought that went too far. Crazy. The only explanation Crazy. is that they hate gay people. Crazy. Like that's that's the only possible explanation. I, yeah, no. There's no further analysis needed, honestly. It, it, like, how yeah. do you even analyze that further? Yeah, and like, here's my critique for the Democrats that proposed this bill, is that the whole problem we're having right now is that state governments are passing laws or trying to pass laws that take people's rights away, uh-huh. either before Supreme Court decisions happen to like put trigger laws into effect, yeah. or after Supreme Court rulings come out that basically make it so state governments can do whatever they want and throw mm-hmm. away people's rights. The problem right now is that state governments are oppressing people, and we're not doing anything anything to make that stop what's the <laughs> point of having a federal government yeah no literally like what what's the fucking point it's like everybody everybody loves to talk about what is it the 10th amendment that says power is not granted to the federal government yeah. in the constitution should be expressly given to the states yeah it's like yeah but like the federal government needs to do things people yeah they need to pass laws like the point of the federal government is to ensure state governments aren't being bad yeah, and it's like the the other part of the Tenth Amendment there is that it goes to the states or the people. And yeah. Then the Ninth Amendment says even if a right isn't explicitly listed in the Constitution, that doesn't mean that the pipe the people do not have those rights. Yeah. Those two amendments are um, frequently forgotten about. The six three majority 
loves to forget about uh-huh. those parts. Uh-huh. Just Crazy. because it's not like, like that's literally in the Bill of Rights. That's an originalist <laughs> position to take. Yeah. Like just because a right isn't listed in the Constitution doesn't mean that you can take it away from people. In fact, that's the most original position to take. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're the originalists here. Shit. Um, the bill now heads heads to the Senate, where it's unclear if um, gay people are going to be recognized as existing by crazy. the Republican Party. I have an incredible headline here from The Hill. Okay. It says, quote, Freedom Caucus lobbies against same-sex marriage bill despite chair voting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom Caucus, right? Freedom to uh, oppress people, The apparently. irony. It's in your face. It's yeah. so in your face. Let's talk about a couple of narratives for this bill. I'd love to. Um, the first one I've seen is, number one, it's not their jurisdiction. Federal government shouldn't be making laws. It's a state's rights issue. <laughs> I just want to like Bar- Homer and Bart Simpson strangle you. Yeah. If you did. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, because like it is, the, it is the jurisdiction of the federal government because in the constitution, again, in originalist uh-huh. interpretation of the constitution, there's a supremacy clause mm-hmm. that says the constitution and federal laws supersede whatever states do. Yeah. So you saying it's not their jurisdiction is fucking stupid. What's the point of having a federal government if, if they, they can't, can't do anything? Right, if they can't regulate stuff. Like, just have different countries. Just have the states be different countries. Though. Right. I thought they loved the founders. Uh-huh. I thought they loved the unique construction of this country. Yeah. Once again, uh, states' rights is just a code for we want to oppress people, but we can't pass laws at the federal level yet. Exactly. Because if they could... They would do it. Absolutely. They would do it. Absolutely. Uh, and the logical conclusion from this argument that the federal government doesn't doesn't have jurisdiction is that, like, if you live in red states, suck it up. You're having your rights taken away. Like, fuck you and die. Uh-huh. Like, that's the conclusion. They, tough. Tough. Yeah. There's, there's no argument there. They don't care about the human rights aspect. Yeah. They don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's semantic. Uh, the second argument I've seen is that it's just a virtue signal. You know, like um, marriage equality isn't actually on the line here. That's not actually being threatened. Yeah. The justices clearly said that the um, the Dobbs ruling doesn't impact other rulings based on similar argumentation. Justice Alito clearly said in his published opinion, which he walked back what he said in his draft opinion, which Clarence Thomas uh, agreed with in his final opinion, <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh, we're not going to come after the other guys, ones. Guys, Supreme Court justices don't lie because they're not supposed to. Exactly. They would never lie to us in their nomination hearing. Exactly. Like, I'm sure that, um, you know, Amy Coma- <laughs> Amy covid Amy Barrett. Barrett. <laughs> I'm sure that Barrett, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh wouldn't all lie in their nomination hearings about protecting Roe v. Wade. Certainly not. I'm sure none of them Certainly would lie not. about Roe v. Wade being super precedent or for it being settled <laughs> law. None of them would say that and then go on to vote to overturn Roe v. Wade after Republicans told everybody, you have no reason to worry, Roe v. Wade isn't going to be overturned. Never. Couldn't yeah. happen. Couldn't yeah, happen. definitely couldn't happen. Um, stupid. stupid. Stupid argument. Very dumb. Uh, even if it is a virtue signal, which, I mean, maybe it is, uh, it's a good one. And it's one that you should support if you like freedom, which I thought that they did. They're so horny for the Constitution. They're so horny for procedure. So horny for federalism. They kind of have to recognize that, like, isn't this exactly what the legislature is supposed to do? Right. To act as a check on the Supreme Court when the legislature views the Supreme Court as doing something that they shouldn't have done? Uh Uh-huh. Right? Aren't they supposed to, oh, okay, then let's legislate this. Let's do what we can do as an independent, separate branch of government to undo what we view as a bad decision. Isn't that an express thing, like, written in in the framers' minds Mm -hmm. in the time they were doing the Constitution? when they were designing the American government, that should happen. Yeah. Isn't it just the regular process? Yeah, and I mean, like, it's happened like that before. I can't remember yeah. exactly what the Supreme Court case was, but there was a case back during um, Bill Clinton's presidency. Shout out Bill Clinton for giving oh. us uh, the idea for the, the title of this exactly. podcast. Exactly, exactly. Um, some, some Supreme Court case came out that restricted religious freedom. 
Yeah. Uh, and that freaked everybody out. So they immediately passed a bipartisan bill that was, I think it was called like the Religious Freedom Restoration Act or something mm-hmm. like that. And it passed with flying colors and it undid that Supreme Court decision yeah. because Congress acted in a way to protect people's freedoms because the Supreme Court made a bad decision. Like, that's literally how it's supposed to yeah. work. Like, I... Ah. What like we don't? What's the point of checks and balances if like every federal law that gets passed can just be overturned by a Supreme Court that is clearly biased for the conservatives? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's fucking ridiculous. And it's like it's it's by definition it can't be a virtue signal if this uh-huh. is just what they're supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. Like they're just acting how they're supposed to, how the framers intended it. Yeah. And also, like, even if you think that uh, marriage equality isn't really at stake right now, even if you falsely believe that yeah. there's no threat to marriage equality right now, why vote against it? Yeah. Why Why vote against further protections for that freedom? You know what I mean? Yeah. And didn't didn't the justices, in all their opinions, basically say, I mean, if you don't like the decision, then Congress needs to do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And then Congress does something about it and they have an issue? Right. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy how, like, any time, like, they'll kick it to another political body, uh-huh. and then that political body tries to do something about it, and the Republicans are like, well, no, 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 you can't do that. This is bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is big government overreach. <laughs> and then my favorite argument that I've seen, which has been in our TikTok comments a lot, is that Whoa, marriage really? isn't a human right, <laughs> which is fucking stupid, because being treated equally by every, uh, by all of society's institutions is a human right because yeah. if you are not being treated equally that creates second class citizenship which breeds discrimination and oppression and that's a threat to freedom and you have a human right to be free and it's like that's kind of in line my favorite comments that we've seen uh in that same vein on our tiktok videos about abortion marriage equality mm-hmm. and everything like that is people saying uh well there's a difference between natural rights and rights that the government <laughs> gives us. No, the fuck there is not. Again, I will say it a billion times. Your rights are not floating in the air. You do not have any innate rights as soon as you are born. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. They are given to you, every single one of them. Yeah. And they should be. We should work to give people more rights because we recognize that, hey, these things are good things that mm-hmm. everyone should have access to. That's basically what a right is. It's just something that we all collectively decided, hey, this is very good. Right. We wouldn't want to restrict anyone from having this having access to this or being able to do this yeah and like when we say things are inherent rights yeah we mean that we have decided that they are inhuman to you be inherent to you being a human being they are a human right to you being happy right you need these things to be happy when they are available to everyone else and not even just be happy like but survive exactly and be treated equally and not be discriminated against because i believe it's a human right to not be discriminated against by you know other people Mm -hmm. or also more importantly by state governments yes you shouldn't be discriminated against because this line of argumentation is like well it's not a human right to you know use a water fountain (laughs) like why why do you think (laughs) it's not a human right to use whatever bathroom you you want water fountains exist back in the fucking stone age <laughs> right <laughs> like that's like saying you go to the jim crow south and say to a black person like well it's not a human right to to get served in this coffee shop Facts. why do you think that you deserve to get served yeah, by you this, think that's you know, a, in this a white human right no there are things that are good that people should have right there are things that make everyone's life better and easier and good yeah that, that's yeah. what a right boils down to this this line of argumentation necessarily justifies segregation uh-huh like it is you saying that 
because you don't think it's a natural right that people can be discriminated against by institutions that they don't have no power to control. Like, please, someone, what are natural rights? Yeah. What would a example of a natural right be? Property, probably. Pro- <laughs> that's what they're going to say. Uh, the right pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, baby. Yeah. The, Adam Smith. Like, but, but, like, that's what they're going to say is that you have a right to your property. Yeah. Which is, of course, a skewed view because, you know, your property, if you're, you know, a capitalist, necessarily relies on other people working on it for you to have profit. We don't have to get mm-hmm. into that exactly, right now. Exactly, exactly. But, but they would only say that rights are natural insofar as it reinforces their ideology. Facts. We say that that rights are inherent to you being a human, that rights are human rights um, no. because they service the general good and they service your freedom and they prevent discrimination. Exactly, because if we are to give any credence to natural rights, the only natural right that you would have is the right to live. Yeah. The right to live and, I guess, be happy. So you're saying people... A right to life? (laughs) Bro, shit. (laughs) Shit. Gage accidentally (laughs) makes a pro-life argument. (laughs) Horseshoe theory, baby. I'm accidentally conservative. No, but the right to be able to just survive and be happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's something that should just be there. Mm -hmm. And so by extension, we create these other rights that we believe are the best ways to pursue that goal. You know? Yeah. And even then, we prescribe rights to people based on certain things, you know, as a society. And you would think that conservatives would understand that human rights are human creations because they've certainly changed over time. Uh Like, they're the ones that love to make the argument that it's like, oh, well, you can't. You can't shame our founding fathers for being slave owners because, you know, it was just different back then. Exactly. Times were different. You think that they would understand, of all people, that human rights have evolved over time because they're human creations. Because I don't know. we make them up. I don't know. You still have some people that think that uh, a slavery is a part of a natural hierarchy. Yeah. You know well, what of I'm course. saying? Of you course. Know? <laughs> um, anyway, that's stupid. And if you're only pro freedom, when it applies to the majority group, uh, that's the ideology of a tyrant, and that's exactly. bad. I hope you enjoyed my half baked rights ideas. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> Maybe you should. Got that's that what one. your thesis should be about. What are natural? What rights? are natural rights? That's. I'll develop that one. My biochemistry thesis. Uh, moving on to another piece of legislation for contraception. Uh, in this vote, the House passed HR eight three seven three, also known as the Right to Contraception Act, which does. Basically exactly what you would think it does. Yeah. Uh, it protects the ability of all citizens to purchase and use contraception of any kind. Unlike the previous bill, it seems a little bit more substantive. Not much nuance to this one. Yeah, Just no, cut it, and dry. It seems like it, it does, you know, the things that you would expect it to do. It prevents states from restricting or punishing contraception action or contraception access or use. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, you can't get punished for using it. Uh, it prevents states from punishing healthcare providers that give you contraception. Great. Uh, and it empowers the uh, U.S. Attorney General to sue states that violate these rules. Perfect. Pretty simple piece of legislation, right? Cut and dry. No as reason, bare bones as it could get. Absolutely no reason to oppose access to contraception, especially because Roe v. Wade is just overturned. Abortion mm-hmm. is illegal in some states now. Uh, you would think to lower abortion rates, you'd want easy to access contraception protected by the federal government. Facts. If you, if you think about it, if you are pro-life, like right. apparently I am now, you know, yeah. <laughs> if, if you are pro-life, right? Right. Contraceptive access, the best way to stop abortion. It means less less babies are going to die in your less mind. Less babies are going to die. Less murders. That's crazy. Less murders. That's crazy. Uh, but this vote was even worse than the last one. God. 228 to 195 with all Republicans, uh, all 195 being no votes from Republicans, and only eight Republicans joined the yes votes. I, just, I don't understand how, like... <laughs> how more Republicans are against this than the marriage one. You know right. what I Like, in a weird way, it's, right. like, weird to think that Republicans are more against contraceptives than gay marriage because they're more vocally... 
vocal in their hate for gay people. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. It's like, because a lot of the response to the gay ma- or the um the equality in marriage bill that we just talked about was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah. And this is kind of the same argument they're making about contraception. But like, in the order of which issues are like the largest, you would think that gay marriage would be higher up for them. Yeah, that's know, what like, I'm saying. They are, like you ideologically they... opposed to you know gay people existing because you know the culture I mean? war has is so focused on LGBTQ issues right now. Right. You know. Right. But like more Republicans vote for the um, the equality in marriage bill rather than the contraception bill. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> also because like you would think that contraception is kind of a uh, a spawn of the free market. It's a product that is sold to people. You would think that they would be okay with that being sold and protected. And it's like I don't think I know a single person who's anti-contraceptive. Right. I don't well, think normal I've ever are. met anyone <laughs> who's anti-birth control, right? right. Cuz like let's do a little anatomy and physiology lesson. Oh, okay, okay. You okay. you can't even be pro-life and be against birth control, right? Because at least hormonal birth Birth control, I like one of the most popular methods of birth control besides permanent birth control, like getting your tubes tied in a yeah, vasectomy. Yeah. Per the Guttmaker Institute, however you fucking pronounce yeah. that, uh, hormonal birth control works well. Anyway, a natural like the model twenty-eight day cycle, your twenty-eight day cycle as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. It works based off of ebbs and flows in your estrogen and progesterone levels. Those the highs and lows decide whether or not. Oh, this is where I am in the cycle. Okay, my estrogen is low. Now I need to ovulate. Right. I need to get an egg out there so I can be fertile. Whatever. Hormonal birth control is literally just estrogen and progesterone. Those are the main active ingredients. They function to keep your estrogen levels high so that you just never ovulate. Yeah. So if you don't ovulate, then the sperm can't reach the egg and you can't have conception. Right. You can't get pregnant. It's jerking off. It's, it's jerking off with extra steps. Like, like the extension of saying contraceptive is bad is to say jerking off is bad. You know what I right. mean? Like, that's crazy. And even if you want to get more into it, IUDs. Mm-hmm. IUDs work by just injecting copper into your cervix, and it tightens the cervical muscles and makes it harder for sperm to reach an egg. Mm-hmm. So no conception is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, the because and we've talked about this before is like if you believe that life begins at conception, it's unclear why you don't just keep going further and further back. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like why like doesn't until conception? Why doesn't life begin in the balls at that point? <laughs> because it has the potential to become a human being. Why isn't it killing somebody? to decide not to have sex because then that person isn't ever created. And then yeah. that would logically apply to birth control, IUDs and the like. IUDs uh, and that, hormonal that birth control. That would be preventing a sperm from meeting an egg, which means that a life never gets to be created, which in their mind should be murder, right? Like, no, because by our tube ties going to be illegal? Our vasectomy right. is going to be illegal? Because you, you have to. If you're banning hormonal birth control and IUDs, right. are condoms going to be illegal? Uh-huh. Are, is the government going to come at me for beating off? Right. The, like, only, the only form of birth control allowed is going to be like abstinence at that point. No. Facts. Which which is like proven to be like functionally Very bad. bad. Like Very just bad. a terrible idea. No, because by extension of this, if you're voting no, it's like you, you're voting no because one, you hate women. And two, you think that sex for pleasure instead of sex for uh, procreation is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just coming at anyone who just wants to, I don't know, fuck for fun. Right. Maybe, maybe a husband and a wife that love each other a little bit. Or just like fucking like normal people. You know, that are yeah. just doing whatever they want because the state shouldn't have a say what you're doing with your body. It's like, if you vote take. no, do you live in a loveless marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they all voted it's no. gotta be like, They're fucking vengeful. They said, I don't get any play. You won't get any play. They're just hateful towards everyone. <laughs> Those eight Republicans are the only ones with normal relationships. Thanks, thanks. <laughs>
Of course, this is uh, this vote is a reaction to Clarence Thomas saying that he wants to reconsider Griswold, directly yeah. called it out, one of the nine <laughs> Supreme Court justices, one of the six that is needed, or one of the five, I guess, that is needed to overturn these kinds of decisions. Uh, and it's, again, unclear if it's actually going to pass in the Senate, despite access to contraceptive uh, methods clearly decreasing abortion rates mm-hmm. and being wildly popular throughout the entire country. Like I said, haven't met a single person who is anti-birth yeah. control, dog. And it's like, I thought... I thought their goal was reducing abortion rates. Facts. The, like, I, I thought that was their goal. Like, like, that's what the only people I know that are, like, anti-hormonal birth control are the women that take it and are like, hey, yo, some of these side effects are wild, but yeah. they don't want to get it taken away. They just want to, like, not take it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, there was a response from a Republican in Florida that I think is notable, Cat uh, Kamek. Okay. I think it reinforces what we've been talking about a little bit. She says, this bill is completely unnecessary. In no way, shape, or form is access to contraception limited or at risk of being limited. The liberal majority is clearly clearly trying to stoke fears and mislead the American people once again because their minds, in their minds, stoking fear is clearly the only way that they can win. First of all, obviously false. Again, Clarence <laughs> Thomas directly calls out Griswold v. Connecticut in his Supreme Court decision on uh, Dobbs v. Jackson. And also, it's like, if it's not at risk, and if you think having access to contraception is a good thing, is yeah. a thing that people should be allowed to do. Why not codify it? Why, yeah. Why not? There's literally no reason. There's the no, like, extra money. Right. There's not, like, a $10 trillion going to fund the Birth Control Institute. Right. You know what I mean? It's cut and dry that this is a federal protection. Mm-hmm. You cannot do this or the attorney general will come after you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no reason to vote no. Yeah, like contraception, we know, demonstrably reduces abortion rates. Uh And I thought that that was their goal. And there's no reason that you shouldn't go on to codify it if you support people having access to contraception. The only reason that you would vote no is because you think sex is like some pure thing that no one should be able to do unless it's for the explicit purpose of procreation. Or you want to take people's freedom away and you are okay (laughs) with states using their power to restrict people's freedom and control over their lives. you're literally just playing with people's rights to paint the Democrats as bad. Yeah. All equally insane. Yeah. Insane. No, yeah, they're voting against us for political gain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all it is. and like our, Or because they genuinely believe in it because they live in a loveless marriage. Right. And, and, like, our system, obviously, we've talked about necessitates, obstru- or not obst- necessitates, but incentivizes obstructionism. Yes. People aren't actually incentivized to work together because if you do, then it looks like a victory for the people in power. People are incentivized like, to do things they actually believe in. Right. They're just, they're playing a game with your rights uh-huh. because they want to win elections. Uh, and I think it's really funny that the po- the party that's always talking about personal responsibility votes against... <laughs> people having the ability to make responsible decisions about family planning. No, no, no. The responsible decision is to never fuck. Right. No, never that's what fuck. they think. That's what, like, using using contraception is the responsible decision. Yeah. If I can't, then neither can you. And it's crazy. It's crazy that they want to make it harder to make responsible decisions. Wild. 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 Uh, last bill I have here that I wanted to talk about. Bit of a smaller story. All right. But I think it's one that exposes the internal contradictions in the Republican Party. Not that we okay. have to really try hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a it's a notable bill for uh, for a couple of reasons. So Catherine Cortez Masto, she's a Democratic senator from Nevada. Okay. She introduced a piece of legislation called the Freedom to Travel for Healthcare Act of 2022 in the Senate. Ooh, is that like being able to get abortions out of state? Right, right. It's, it's, it's basically what you can predict. Uh, the bill is obviously for protecting interstate travel for abortion yep. needs. But at its core, it's like a state's rights bill, right? Facts. Because Facts. It's, um, it, it, per, it protects travel for any kind of health care. But at its core, it makes it so states get to decide what happens on their soil, right? It makes yeah. the rules. Uh, states get to 
make the rules for the kind of healthcare that is performed inside of their state. Mm-hmm. Um, more explicitly, though, the bill prevents healthcare providers from other states from being punished if a resident gets a state or gets an abortion inside of their state. So, for example, um, if you uh, live in Texas and there's like a travel yeah. ban put in place for abortion, right? You go to other state, you can get punished in Texas. Uh, this bill would make it illegal to do that, right? Fire. So you'd be able to go from Texas to Nevada to get an abortion if. Uh, Texas has a complete abortion ban in place. Uh-huh. You can't get punished for doing that, and neither can your healthcare Which provider. Which just makes sense because it's like people don't get prosecuted for going, I don't know, from Ohio to somewhere else, to Illinois to smoke weed. Right. You know? Right. Like you don't get punished for that. That'd be ridiculous. Right. It's that a, would be asinine. It's a, it's a state's rights bill. It reinforces the power of states to deal with issues that occur within their borders. Yeah. And I thought abortion was all about states' rights. It it's all about kicking it back to the states so that the voters of those states can make the decision for themselves, right? Well, Republicans blocked this bill without even allowing it to be considered. For real? It wasn't even a vote. They just said no. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Republican from Montana, Senator Steve Daines, he argued that, quote, the Senate must reject this radical bill because it would give fly-in abortionists free reign to commit abortions on demand. It protects the greed, frankly, of woke corporations who see it as cheaper to pay for an abortion and abortion tourism than maternity leave for employees. <laughs> There's so much going back. Bill put every fucking buzzword that you could think of in there. Fly in abortionists. The abortionists. No one that is mentally healthy is saying abortionists. <laughs> What does that even mean, it's already, abortionists? It's already bad enough to use woke unironically. Wokest. Woke. <laughs> Up yours, you woke morons. Yeah. It's bad enough to do that. But, uh, these flying abortionists getting abortions, abortions <laughs> on demand. Yeah, and like he says, woke corporations see it cheaper to pay for abortion and abortion tourism, whatever the fuck. Because it is. Because it means. literally is cheaper to pay for an abortion for your employee than have to pay maternity leave. Right, and like... Yeah, Which they don't even have is, to pay, mind you. Right. They, well, <laughs> Thanks that was, to you. That was exactly the point I was going to make is like if you have a problem with corporations offering money for abortion but not for paid maternity leave, then perhaps you should pass legislation that makes it so every corporation has to offer paid maternity leave for a set amount of time. It's almost as if Democrats tried to do this a couple of months ago when they wanted 12 weeks of paid maternity leave within Build Back Better and every Republican was against it. Crazy, And they said, because in America, you work. Regardless of if you're pregnant, regardless of if you're trying to raise a family, you don't get guaranteed paid maternity leave. You work. You don't get ab- abortion on demand. Right. You abortionist. But it's also like, uh, on paid maternity leave, what do they expect people to do? If you yeah. don't get paid time off work and you're a low-wage worker who needs your wages in order to raise your family, in order to raise your family, then yeah, you're going to be incentivizing abortions because people won't be able to afford it. Exactly. You're either incentivizing abortions or you're incentivizing what they actually want, which is for women to just have to literally be in the house 24 seven with the child while the man goes out and work. I would not be surprised if somehow some Republican introduced a bill saying, actually, you know what, if we, if we look at this weird study I funded, it would show that women are out here spending more money. I don't think they should be able to open credit cards on their (laughs) own. (laughs) Uh, Women should not be able to buy property. Also, uh, in order to vote, you have to own property. Exactly. And it's like, there's already weird things like that in society today. Like, I've seen a bunch of TikToks about girls who want to go get their tubes tied, right? Because they know they never want to have kids. To get your tubes tied, you need, like, your husband's consent or, like, a partner's consent or the doctor won't do it. Uh That's fucking wild. I can go get snipped right now, no questions asked. Uh Like... 
Yeah, and I think it was like uh, women weren't allowed to have credit cards or debit cards until like the seventies. Yeah, no, yeah. that's <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah, like for what? Like they needed they needed a man to approve them, uh, or they needed like their husband to say it was okay in order for them to get a credit uh -huh. card. That's wild. <laughs> like that is that is the world that we've lived in before. Insane. Like this is that's how America insane. has been. Crazy. <laughs> crazy it's like it's like republicans are trying to bring us back it's like that when was america great thing yeah. you know what i mean make america great again when when are we talking when women couldn't get credit cards on their own was that when america was great on some andrew tate shit facts um so like i said uh the bill previously passed in the house a few weeks ago but it probably will never see the light of day in the senate because Damn. um they don't care about states rights uh and this is probably true for most of the bills that we've talked about today and most bills that are just um pro-freedom as well. And, and pro-rights. It's going to be crazy to see contraceptives and uh, fucking first one. Gay marriage, marriage just yeah. get shot down yep. in the Senate yep. like next week. Right. I, I mean, I don't. you don't even know if Joe Manchin is going to vote for it. No, literally. I mean? Like, like that's if, crazy. What if he has a principal disagreement with, <laughs> <laughs> with equality in marriage? Well, the voters of West Virginia. <laughs> what, if, what if he wants to really bust out the kinks in this one? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, another argument I have seen for uh, or against like the, the state travel one yeah. is that, uh, quote, no state has travel restrictions for abortion on the books yet. Oh. Because that is true. No state has actually formally passed and implemented a bill that makes it so you can be punished if you travel to you another know, state. You know, they've only tried to informally uh -huh. punish a 10-year-old who went to <laughs> Indiana. And then when they realized they couldn't do that, they tried to informally punish the doctor. Uh, you know, yeah. you know. Well, it's also like, should we just wait until people actually, or states actually start codifying laws that make it so you can't travel yeah, to other say, states for abortions? Say, say we lived in a sane country, right. right? And people thought mass shootings were bad, like in Congress, right. and the NRA wasn't a thing. Yeah, would, suppose, would we they, <laughs> suppose we live in a normal country. Would they want to wait until there was a school shooting to pass legislation? Right. Or would they want to nip it in the bud? Right. <laughs> And like this is the problem with um, with debating people that believe a fetus is a person at any stage of gestation. Yeah, is that they they place the rights of the fetus, which you know you can debate if the fetus actually has rights because you place, know they're given to you. They, they place the rights, the natural rights of a fetus, above the rights of the person actually carrying them. Yeah, which to me is just psychotic and counterintuitive. Not because even if you say back on my uh, my accidental pro life tip, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Even if you say that a natural right is the right to life, the right to happiness, right. that doesn't mean that the mother, the host's natural Loses it. right. Yeah, she, it doesn't mean yours supersedes that of your host. You right. know what I mean? Right. We violate these things all the time. Again, we pull the plug on people who. We're on uh, brain dead. Right. We pull the plug on people who we do not want to take care of. It seems like to the Republican Party, if you become pregnant, you lose all of your rights, um, even rights given to you from the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, and you are simply a vessel at that point. Facts. You, you are lose not, you your no natural rights as soon as you become right. pregnant. You yeah. are you are simply a vessel for somebody new to be born. So um, go Republican Party. Woo. Really support the Republican Party here. And my last point on this is it's it's kind of fucking insane that we still have to focus on this in the the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. we have like right now there's a massive heat wave hitting uh, the UK. And I saw in Spain, like people are dying from heat exhaustion. Yeah. Like it's really bad right now. Uh, it's about there's to about the US to be too. an insane drought. And I think like California yeah. and like that area, the likes of which we haven't seen for like decades. Right. And like there's still a pandemic. Uh, rest in peace, Joe Biden. He's still no, alive. And that's for long. crazy. We haven't even talked about that. In uh -huh. a couple. We probably should cover that next week. But no, pandemics 
fucking people uh-huh. are talking about mask mandates again really yeah that's yeah crazy. people are talking about mask mandates again indoor mask mandates because it's going crazy california's fucked la county obviously fucked new york is getting hit really hard right now yeah. joe biden has covid joe biden's laid out with covid i'm right now. praying we don't have a president kamala oh no, i kind of <laughs> want it I kind of want just to see good for content. Chapo Trap House made this point where it's like, um, there's really no reason to want Kamala Harris to eventually become the president, but it'd be yeah. interesting, <laughs> like just to see how she would handle it. You know what it'd I mean? It'd be funny. That would be, be really goofy. funny. That'd be, be really goofy. funny. Um, but yeah, like we have these we have these global problems to deal with, right? Like yeah. climate change is a threat to everybody's life. Its uh, its effects are already being manifested, mm-hmm. have been being manifested for the last decade or so. First case of polio in New York in forever. Right. Uh, Monkeypox. People are saying that it's about to be like a international emergency. Right. And like <laughs> and like those problems will be exacerbated by climate change as people have to hurdle into wealthy countries. Yeah. And immigration spikes because people's homes will become uninhabitable because they don't have the infrastructure to deal with climate mm-hmm. change. And we're stuck dealing with things that have been settled for decades crazy like the wealthiest country in the world good things the wealthiest country in the world the most powerful economic force in the history of the world yeah. is stuck focusing on on if if you can have contraception on if that's okay it's fucking insane it, Wild. And, and, to, and to transition into our next point the democrats have adopted a crazy strategy <laughs> yeah. in these trying times to you know deal with these awful issues yeah so the democratic party as well as democratically aligned nonprofits PACs, yeah. etc yeah. things like that um they've thought that an interesting campaign strategy or maybe one worth pursuing would be funding far-right candidates in their primaries insane um, there, there's been a bunch of different news articles that have popped up that have been published this show that democrats have spent a couple million dollars promoting mm-hmm. far-right candidates in various gop primaries um from Vox, I have a quote here. It says, Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano, we've talked about him before, yep. who compared gun control policies under Nazi Germany and shared an image saying Roe v. Wade was so much worse than the Holocaust, got over $800,000 in ads. Maryland State Delegate Dan Cox, who has been associated with QAnon conspiracy theorists, got $1.2 million. And Illinois State Senator Darren Bailey, <laughs> in front of the show, uh, who pushed to evict Chicago from the state, got $35 million in ads. Like, dog. These aren't direct donations from Democrats, but these are ads being ran by Democrats and democratically aligned Yeah, packs. they're signal boosting the messages. Yes, yes. Like, they're, they're the candidates that are winning. Uh-huh. I don't understand how they can be so short-sighted with all of the money that gets funneled into them. The, to, to zoom back into the Pennsylvania primaries that we mm-hmm. covered, Dr. Oz, Kathy Barnett, David McCormick, uh, Carla Sands, and I don't even remember the moderate's name. Fuck, what was his name? I don't I remember don't, either. That's my point, is <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember his name because moderates aren't winning these primaries. Right. It's the far-right people winning the primaries. And- they may think that that's a good thing. Oh, easy dub. It's not. Mm-hmm. They're not easily winning. It started with Donald Trump where they thought, oh, if Donald Trump right, wins a primary, yeah. that's a joke. And then they said, oh, we lost. Let's keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And it's like that was that was the point I was going to get to was that that is the Donald Trump strategy, right? Yeah. And it's an easy assumption to make that like, oh, the more extreme candidate, the one who is more of a fucking psycho compared to anyone else in the field is going to be easier to beat. Uh-huh. But that's a dangerous assumption to make. And it's not a good assumption. It assumes that your candidate is going to be good enough to beat them and nothing is going to happen in the race that makes it so the more extreme far right candidate wins. Yeah. And it's like maybe, maybe that would be a strategy if Democrats knew how to run their own campaigns, right. their own individual campaigns right. and actually, you know, win people's hearts and minds. Like we, we've seen 
seen Democratic ads before, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we know how fucking bad they are. Like, although that ad we played, uh, right, while we were, like, you know, doing our little plugs, mm-hmm. that ad we played was awful and horrible in many ways. It would have been gas if I was a conservative. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they put the production values in it. Yeah. But what do we get? Chuck Schumer standing in front of a gray wall, just like the wall we have here in the stoop. Yeah. Except somehow shitty and with more stains on it. <laughs> right. Somehow worse quality. <laughs> oh, God. Than my fucking basement. <laughs> making $500 a month off of Patreon. Yeah. Um, Democratic operatives have said that this isn't necessarily to support extremists but to highlight how far the Republican Party has gone. And specifically, they've had ads that show how similar far-right candidates are to Donald Trump, uh-huh. which to me functionally just is to Boost draw them. praise yeah. from the far-right. Like, what else does that accomplish other than like getting people riled up because they know the far-right is more likely to vote because they are more enamored by Donald Trump exactly. and his like, whole ideology? I don't understand. Everybody knows that the people who vote for Donald it's like a cult. Yeah. It's a cult. Yeah. They know that. They know that the Trump endorsement goes far. Mm-hmm. So they want to compare people to him mm-hmm. and lose again? Look at the Virginia governor's race that we yeah. covered le- that last year or earlier this year. The Virginia governor's race? Yeah. That happened in 21. Exactly. Yeah. So last year, the Virginia governor's race, dude lost to the far-right candidate because all he campaigned on was, look at how close this guy Glenn is to Trumpkin, Trump. Brother. Exactly. <laughs> Glenn Trumpkin, brother. Exactly. They said, oh, look at this guy's Trump. They mailed postcards that said, this guy is just like Trump. Yeah. And the guy that was just like Trump won. And it's like, it's not fucking hard to campaign against these people. Like, they're psychos in and of themselves. Uh-huh. You don't have to paint them as Donald Trump. <laughs> like, I get the urge. You don't have it. to signal boost their message. Yeah, like, I get the urge to do it because Donald Trump was a very unpopular figure. And they're going to try to do the same thing, but with Joe Biden to the Democratic candidate. Uh-huh. But it's like, you don't have to do that. And it's like, I get you, you being the liberals that run these. You you sit in your ivy towers surrounded by other Democrats that are, like, really into politics like we are, but they're not good at it like we are. Yeah, but they're not cool. But they're not cool they're based not really leftists cool. like we are. Yeah. And they sit there and they think, oh, Trump is such a horrible figure. Nobody must like him. You know what? In a lot of the a lot of the conservatives I talk to say, yeah, Trump's a bad guy. But look at look at what he did. Look at things were better under yeah. Trump. That's what it is. Well, and it's it's because like the uh, moderate voters don't care that he's a bad like, person to make a broader critique. I think everybody in America that votes now understands implicitly that they are trying to vote for damage reduction. Right. Yeah. They yeah. don't always know what that damage reduction will look like. If they're voting for Trump, they certainly don't. But in their mind, they think like, well, Joe Biden's fucking stupid. Well, gas is fucking expensive right now. Right. I don't like immigrants because I'm racist. Right. It's like, I don't like Donald Trump. But like, if you're going to give me Joe Biden to vote for, I'm not going to vote for him. Exactly. Like, I, and like, that's the wrong calculation to make. <laughs> Big like, facts. Like, like, Joe <laughs> Biden is better than Donald Trump on literally every single issue. The Republic or the, the better, reason, if not the same. The reason that our economy is taking a fucking nosedive is because Republicans won't let us do anything to fix mm-hmm. it. But I understand the calculation they're making and Democrats acting like this and supporting far right candidates does not help. Very bad. They have made a grave mistake calculation it's like even with the gas price thing side note gas prices have gone down yes yeah, i don't know about where you went but like here in michigan they're down about a dollar uh-huh i found the fucking the uh, i don't want to dox myself but yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the gas stations around uh, i don't want to dox myself never mind <laughs> gas is cheap there gas is cheap there <laughs> Yeah, dog. I uh, I was like further up north uh, a couple of days ago, yeah. and I I was paying like four twenty something for gas. It was yeah, nice. That's crazy. I mean, obviously, still way too fucking expensive. Oh yeah, no. Uh, still takes. Let's like get $40, that shit down to like three thirty, like where it was. That's right. great. Yeah, but like gas prices are falling, and Joe Biden won't get any credit for that. One, he shouldn't. But also, exactly. he shouldn't get blamed for it going up in the first place. <laughs> exactly. It's not. He up should to only him. get so much credit. Uh, credit to match how much blame he's gotten. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know? He pressed the gas price button. They went down. Yeah. He did it. 
And more specifically on uh, this Democratic messaging technique uh, for Dan Cox, who was the guy who won, I think, his governor primary uh, GOP in Maryland, deep okay. blue Maryland. Uh, Democrats spent $1.2 million on ads, as I mentioned, that painted him as, quote, 100% pro-life and staunchly against federal gun regulations. That's If I'm crazy. a conservative, that's gas. I love that. I'm, I'm galvanized to go out and vote, actually, yeah. because now I saw him when I wouldn't have seen him because you just bought him more ads. Do they not remember all of the 2016 analysis that was fucking flooding the airways mm-hmm. about how Trump really only won because everyone was covering him? Yeah. Like, Trump won 2016 because he was always on the news. He was always in people's faces. Free press. Free exactly. Press. He got all of the free press from every single news station. Because like, hi, look at this guy. Look how bad he is. Mm-hmm. And then people who were already disaffected and thought, oh, the media's out of touch, whatever, yeah. fake news. It's it's because, like, a lot of them underestimated that his message would resonate with a lot of people that never exactly. really wanted to turn exactly. out to vote. But wanted to because somebody was finally speaking a language they understood. Yeah. Like nobody, they all underestimated his ability to actually reach those voters. And on top of that, Hillary Clinton was fucking dog shit. Yeah. Which I can imagine is going to be the case for a lot of establishment Democrats <laughs> that are running in states that we have seemingly forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But it's like they can't signal boost the moderates because it's them. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. Like that's them with a different coat of paint. And it's there's a couple of things here, a couple of points I want to make. The first one is that um, I don't want to make it seem as though a couple million dollars in Democratic ad spending is actually making a huge difference. Yeah, obviously. It, it's probably not like because, again, we've seen what Democratic ads look like. If it was the case that ads actually made that much of a difference, <laughs> then we'd probably be in a better place right like now. Their ads are so much better than ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my <laughs> second point here is like this may not be a new strategy. I think this has been happening for a while. But the difference here is that these far right candidates are significantly different than the far right candidates of America's past. Yeah. Like in 2012, they're different if, than the Tea Party candidates. Right. In 2012, a far right candidate may have, you know, been pretty unhinged uh-huh. advocating for some bad stuff. Yeah. But at least they weren't actively trying to overturn democracy. Facts. They and that's what far right candidates are trying to do now. MAGA far right. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is that, again, the assumption that the far right candidate is going to be easier to beat is a bad one to make. <laughs> uh-huh. It is a ginormous gamble that you should not be excited. Uh, excited you shouldn't be excited to make that gamble yeah um and also it's like just like you're gonna end up facing a far-right psycho regardless Facts. It, it's just a matter of how far right they're going to be because most republicans are going to be supportive of trump so just let the fucking primary play out yeah like you'll get your candidate eventually like, you don't need to do this you don't need to do any of this yeah figure out an actual strategy that works and my third point here probably the biggest one is don't we have anything better to do with fucking millions of dollars mm-hmm like I like we can't put it towards like you know government programs and stuff because it's it's at it's campaign spending. Yeah. Well, like can't, can't we can't we be paying people to register people to vote? Facts. In like uh, low income areas or something like yeah. that. Can't we be can't we be paying people fifteen dollars an hour to go canvas for the Democratic Party and Democratic uh-huh. candidates, progressive candidates? Can't, like, can't, can't we, we be doing anything or, better with fucking $40 million? Even if you don't want to do good things like that, even if you want to just keep doing what you're doing, couldn't you have better ads? Yeah. <laughs> Hire someone that knows what they're doing. The, out of the plethora of conservative ads that I've seen this year, a lot of them have stuck with me, obviously. Shout out New Conservative Hollywood. That one yeah. ad we did. The dude fucking shooting Nancy Pelosi. Hard. And it's just hard. Shit looks cool. Paul Gosar, Attack on Titan. That's that's hard. You and know what like, I mean? But, but even, when, even when Democrats try to do the equivalent with the Stacey Abrams Star Trek, that shit that's looks awful. so corny. It's bad. No, they they can't do it. They don't have the the mise en scene isn't there. Yeah. They don't know how to set the tone. The only good ad that I've seen from Democrats that is actually like stuck in my mind that I'm like, oh, that's hard was um Louisiana. 
Okay. Louisiana Senate race. He's smoking a joint. Yeah. And talking about the American weed. flag. Yes. This was hard. That's hard. Uh-huh. That's a good ad. Yeah. More of that, please. Yeah. That doesn't cost. That's not a $50 million ad either. Mm-hmm. That's a, okay, let's get this camera. Let's get a nice camera. Go out in this field. I'm going to burn this flag and I'm going to smoke this joint. Yeah. The only cost of production at that point is like, you know, whatever it distribution. costs to get the fucking joint. Yeah. And then, and then distribution to various networks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that is that like it's an easy thing to do. And that's a good ad. Right. Because weed is popular. Mm-hmm. If they campaigned on things that were popular. Yeah, well. <laughs> classic. And the fourth thing I want to mention here is again, I understand the urge to run against the person that seems more insane. Yeah. It feels easier to beat them. But one, I think electability electability arguments are already a trap. Mm-hmm. Because like like it's not you can't measure electability right you're electable yeah. if you win like Trump wasn't electable until he right. was right and and then he won yeah. right it's not something you can actually measure and the the thing that I really want to zero in on is that it's not just one candidate that is the problem here it is the entirety of the Republican <laughs> Party because moderate or far right even if you're implicit or more explicit about how much you hate democracy if Republicans get elected they will overturn election results in 2024. <laughs> The point is not, you know, just Doug Mastriano. Yeah. He's a fucking psycho. Yeah. But the real point here is that any Republican that gets elected to their state legislature or to their governorship will vote to overturn elections and want to take the right to vote away from the people to mm-hmm. get Donald Trump back in office. Unless you're Brian Kemp, one of the good ones, of course. Right. Of course, Rhinos, you know. Well, one of the good ones, yeah. <laughs> no, like The problem is the entire party. It's not just the extreme yeah. wings. And again, like we talked about earlier in the episode, people like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, who just seem to be re- establishment Republicans, will still vote in line with what Donald Trump They're wants. They're literally cockroaches. They yeah. will do whatever they can to survive the apocalypse. Yeah. And again, it's not like a few million dollars in ads is making the world a difference, but it feels like we could spend our time elsewhere. Uh-huh. It's like, do we like, I mean, like, we again, could prioritize things a little bit. We have here. these massive global issues that are going on right now. People are still fighting for their rights. Um, you know, people that can get pregnant are losing their rights seemingly every single day, uh-huh. depending on the state that you're in. Don't we have anything better to do with our time and with our money? <laughs> Like the this is this is donations that they're probably operating off of uh-huh. from like Democratic voters and I guess you know the the, the, donor the Nancy class. Pelosi fifteen imagine you get Nancy Pelosi's email Roe v Wade's overturned you're yeah. panicking you donate your fifteen dollars maybe you go crazy <laughs> and donate thirty and then find out that that actually just went to signal boost uh, Doug Mastriano. Doug Mastriano <laughs> fucking Darren that's Bailey. wild they're, I fucking it's annex Chicago yeah just these far right can't come on now. Yeah, imagine, imagine you spend your $25, send it to, I don't know, the fucking DCCC or whatever, <laughs> and your money goes to the dude that immediately after the Highland Park shooting said, we need to move on. You live in Highland Park. <laughs> yeah, right. POV, like, you live in Highland Park. You're a survivor. You live in Illinois. You're a survivor. You were at the parade. <laughs> yeah. And, and you then all money. of a sudden, you find out that that money somehow, by some magic, you learn where every dollar goes and who it was from. You learn that that went to Signal Boost. Not only that guy, but also Darren Bailey. Uh huh. <laughs> Crazy. Insane. Crazy. Like, come on now. Like, we can we can do better than this. Like, this just shows me that Democrats are ready to get absolutely clapped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. They're not even trying. I know. They're not even trying. Not even trying. Anyway. I hope that news doesn't depress you too much. Um, but if we're if we're talking about things that don't depress me, oh. Uh, I got to mention the patrons. Hope oh, these kind souls. People that give, give me hope in uh, this time of American darkness. Through their contribution, I genuinely believe they are saved from damnation. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Unlike the Democratic, with the Democratic Party, you know where your money is going to when you give it to us. Big facts, us, baby. It's going, <laughs> it's going into us, it's going into production, and soon it's going into you hearing Jordan Peterson's voice 
whenever that's we right. feel the urge that's to right. insert it. That's right. And this week, it's going into the mugs for the patrons. That's true. That's right. I'm exactly. shipping those out this week, baby. I'm a lazy leftist. Took me a while. Hey, you know how you all knew the you all knew the gamble you were taking. When you, yeah, you know, it, they're free. They're free. So chill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyways, time to give a special thanks to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Kaden Kraut, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Katz, Forty Percent Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Mattias T. John G, The B-Plot, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFort, Ash Fairblood, Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Derek Messina, Dylan B, Saints Menstrual Cycle, The Mind Sculptors, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gav Meyer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vazquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Milkman, LOLs, Yo, Jim oh. Egbers, and my mom. Thank you all for supporting the show on Patreon. Got it to. couldn't happen without you. Could not. Uh, if you're listening right now, you want your name read. Go check out the Patreon. Be one of the early people access. that make us a successful small business so we exactly. can continue to shit on conservative small business owners who are just got the whole it all wrong exactly. on our lives. Whenever we um, can go live and can demand. You, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, you can support us on TikTok as well. Help us stop getting banned off of our lives. Ridiculous. We set a record 11 minutes. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Electoral college is a touchy subject. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taboo topic. We if you know, you know. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening to the show, and we'll see you next week. Have a great one.